0: Welcome and thank you for joining the Society for Clinical Research Sites for SCRS Talks. I'm Jimmy Bechtel, the Vice President of Site Engagement. SCRS Talks is a program that allows our partners and those that we work closely with to take a few minutes to address issues of industry concern, share exciting achievements, and to learn more about our community. Today, we have Jennifer Scheller, the Associate Vice President and Clinical Trial Leader with Merck. Jennifer is here to discuss their recipiency of the 2022 Eagle Award as the sponsor winner. Jennifer, thanks for being here today. If you wouldn't mind, we'd love to get an introduction from you.
1: Thank you so much, Jimmy. It's an honor, true honor to be here today. So, as noted, I'm with Merck Clinical Trial Operations, and I'm I head up a group that encompasses monitoring excellence, clinical trial diversity, and site engagement and development. And this was really a newly formed organization last year to prioritize all of these facets. So, um, it's a pleasure to be here. And you know, I come with an industry background i've been doing various roles in clinical trial operations in the cro environment and mostly in in large pharma
0: excellent thanks jennifer again as we mentioned merck was the recipient of the 2022 eagle award which emphasizes site focused programming um, and and initiatives from the organizational standpoint. So, Jennifer, if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about what site-focused initiatives or programs did you implement to potentially earn the 2022 Eagle Award and be that sponsor of choice?
1: Well, Jimmy, I really think it starts with our foundation. We have an industry-leading operating model that's really site-centric. And over the years, Merck has invested a lot to develop what is called an in-source clinical trial operating model. So we work with our sites as one team. You don't see the handoffs from CRO to sponsor. It's truly one team working together to support sites with common goals and really allowing flexibility because we know know, research is not always predictable and sometimes we need to do more things for one site and not another. And this type of model really allows for our teams to focus together, but also to adapt and support sites as needed. And I believe this foundation really fosters strong site relationships. Unlike other models, we do see our CRAs uh, as a core competence. There are our eyes, our ears the, on the ground responsible for really building those strong relationships with sites, study coordinators, the pharmacists, investigators. And our Merc teams have really revamped our tools, systems, processes around monitoring and have kept this constant over the last several years. And this, over time, has led, for us, a very low turnover compared to our, the industry uh, and really building tremendous skill. Our Merck CRAs are the primary points of contact for our sites. Um, Their development and support is a priority for us, and we think that our sites, you know, feel this. We have a dedicated group even within Merck that's focused on monitoring excellence. And really, I've been at sites, I've joined at least uh, one CRA a month last year to just really be eyes and ears, too, and see what's going on at our sites. And I often hear very positive feedback about the relationship our sites have with our CRAs. I had... One site even mentioned that when they have a new study coordinator, uh, they are sure to assign it to a Merck trial so that they can work closely with the Merck CRA um, and learn things very robustly. I do want to highlight a few other things, uh, Jimmy, that we um, did put in place uh, more recently. One is the site health check report, and this was a request coming from sites. Tell us how we're doing in our trials compared to our peers and compared to the study as a whole. So we've developed um, a report which provides real-time Trial performance metrics uh, for our sites, and this is something that our CRAs can download um, instantly and bring and discuss with the PI, a coordinator, a research director, and it really shows um, how sites are doing with um, timely data entry, query resolution, enrollment compared to others, and it gives a really sort of an objective way to kind of look at performance metrics and for the CRA to work with the sites to see how we can maybe improve some, or also a moment to recognize sites that are doing, you know, incredible work and really above bar. We also have uh, put in place over the years concierge site services, and we continue to really increase this, and it's really providing Streamline startup services so that we're not renegotiating for every trial. We've put a lot of work into building master contracts, customized informed consent forms, trying to take the pain points out of, of going back and forth and really having you know, institutional or site knowledge. Um, we heard a lot of positive feedback about this at the SCRS forum too, and sites really appreciate the way we approach trial budgets, the budget shell, and really providing good transparency to make that that flow easier. And lastly, just to note, you know, especially during COVID, we did um, put in place study coordinator um, resource augmentation through one of our preferred vendor partners. Uh, We've also started to roll out EISF, centralized offering to sites, optional, of course. We know sites want to be able to pick their own platforms. And then um, we've also launched uh, patient payment service from one of our vendors. So to take some of that administrative burden off of the sites and reimbursing patients for travel and setting up transportation and and things like that. So, it's not all-encompassing, but certainly, you know, a lot of effort has gone into this recently, but also um, our investment over the years in our operational team.
0: Thanks, Jennifer. It's a long list, which is (laughs) something I really like to hear. Uh, There are several things in there that are absolutely site and patient focused, which is exactly the point of the question, right? What things had you done to be the sponsor of choice? And what I really like about those, a couple of things I really like about your answers there, um, not only are some of those things unique, to mark and out of the box and a little bit different and and very forward thinking, which I think really makes you stand out as an organization, but also your and your team's dedication to the sites, right? Having someone in your position visit sites is not a common practice so that dedication to taking the time out to really understand the needs of the sites uh, I think is is something I would like to and many of the sites it seems as you as again being the recipients commend you on your efforts so thank you what does receiving the Eagle award mean to you and Merck?
1: Well, our teams were pumped. <laughs> um, I don't know if you you caught the energy at the forum, uh, but we, we were really humbled and honored, but very proud um, and really energized to have this recognition from our sites. You know, our teams are passionate about patients, about advancing science and, you know, bringing innovative medicines and vaccines, um, giving hope to patients and caregivers and their families. But our teams are also Um, Equally as passionate, I would say, about supporting our sites. Uh, We know our sites are the core of this advancement for patients. Um, Our sites are at the heart of everything. So our teams were very proud to receive this recognition, especially as it's coming from the sites, but also during some very tumultuous times as we're still sort of lingering out of the pandemic we're dealing with war and and many other challenges uh, in today's environment so it, it meant even more um considering the the challenging times that we've been facing
0: that's great and, and that, that pride is something that was definitely palpable at the <laughs> summit to your point it was it was great to see the excitement on the Merck side uh after having received that award Speaking a little bit more about that summit, Jennifer, what did you take away from this year's global summit? So maybe some of the things you brought back to Merck that um, are, are on the horizon for striving for that award for next year.
1: Yeah, I, I think that summit is an important and great reminder that the site industry relationship is foundational to the success in clinical research. It's it's really the core. And the open dialogue that's enabled by this summit um, is just essential. I mean it's vital. It's incredible to think of the journey over the last decade that SCRS has accomplished and and for sites to know that we care and we need to work together and it's not a one-way street. But unfortunately, you know, as I heard the pain points from the sites throughout the forum, um uh, many of these pain points are are ones that we've dealt with in years past and still remain. So how can we elevate more of the best practices and ensure that's consistently done? You know, we heard things like not having a primary contact, um, you know, from a a sponsor or CRO. We heard the pain points of having delayed payments still um, and financial clawbacks and, and inefficiencies and in startups sort of reinventing the wheel with, with each trial and renegotiating documents. And, you know, we these are topics that we've addressed and, and prioritized. There's certainly, you know, more that we can do as we learned um, other feedback from the sites with the, the innovations with technology and decentralized clinical trials. That remains you know, a prominent topic, but there was notable system fatigue. Sites were overwhelmed at the many systems each clinical trial and and sponsor are, are putting forward. That's a lot of learning curve, and it's not always so intuitive. Um, it did, you know, we did hear there's a lot of variety on the types of decentralized clinical trial methods, and it's you know, still, I think, to be determined what's the best um, investment to make trials more flexible for patients and making sure that we're reducing the burden, not only for patients uh, with decentralized clinical trial methods, but also that we have the site in mind and making sure the user experience uh, for sites is, is of high priority because that will yield a, a real success in enabling some of these technologies and flexibilities. We heard loud and clear sites are struggling with staffing. Um, You know, the industry I think is as a whole. Um, Also learned about a great program that was put in place. I knew UC Davis has done some great work to help build the workforce. And, you know, it's really recognized that more investment across all of um, sponsor sites, um, industry vendors is needed to really build this ecosystem. Um, and also from the summit, it's a great opportunity. We have a booth. Uh, we've met lots of new site contacts. I think we had over 100 site contacts that we brought back, and, and many of these are the beginning of a new relationship, and some are strengthening of existing ones, so we have a lot of work to do in our portfolio ahead, so it's really great timing to, to start to build and, and engage uh, new sites from this summit, too.
0: That's great, Jennifer, and I the message I take away from from your statement there is that there is still work to do. There are still things that need to be done. And although we've made uh, great strides and, and Mark continues to identify some of those key challenges and issues, um, there's still work to be done. So that would lead me to my next question is, what do you see as the focus for your organization over the next uh, year up kind of leading up to our next summit in October?
1: Yeah. I mean, we have a a large and vast portfolio to deliver. So, you know, the highest quality operational delivery will be, you know, our key focus for delivering innovative science. We have oncology, vaccines, cardiovascular, neurology. We have many different uh, therapeutic areas. One component, which uh, remains a high priority for us, is making sure that we're increasing trial access to those who are typically underrepresented uh, from a racial and ethnic standpoint, uh, minorities in the US. And we'll continue to focus to support sites in these communities, also building new staff and helping to build infrastructure so that we can um, make sure that we have more diversity and inclusion in our clinical trials. We'll continue to focus on supporting our sites and our team members' needs Um, as the core. We continue to invest in our team's training, retention, and development. As I mentioned earlier, we take a lot of pride in in having, um, you know, good retention rates, although we've all struggled, you know, through the pandemic. But this is really a top priority for us, and I think serving our teams helps them to serve sites, um, we do have a program that will continue to grow that's building the bench uh, for really entry level uh, roles coming into the industry, as that's a key need. Um, and, you know, differently, um, which we'll put more emphasis on in the, this year and the years ahead, is user experience as a priority um, and making sure we have sites at the table as we're looking to build new technology improvements. For example, we're undergoing a massive transformation to modernize our technology platforms for clinical trials over the next few years. And we're really taking a UX approach internally, but also with our sites. So, making sure that our sites have a seat at the table as we're testing new systems and see what what works best in the user experience journey uh, for them and i would say last but not least is simplification and and really honing in on what matters you know simplifying every step where we can with a focus on making it easier for sites um, so we can continue to be that partner of choice. Um, We have uh, programs underway to focus on protocol simplification, for example, um, query simplification, what queries can we turn off that aren't adding value? Um, And then we're also working to simplify uh, the use of SIP and making this um, an easier user experience for our sites.
0: What I really like about your answer, Jennifer, is that you're ticking a lot of boxes in the we are listening column, right? A lot of those are challenges, major challenges that the sites have brought up time and time again uh, and and definitely, I would say, all-encompassing concepts and and issues that our industry faces that Merck is addressing directly, like diversity equity and inclusion in clinical trials. it's It's definitely. One of those things that continues to gain importance and momentum as as time goes on. So it's great to hear uh, that that Merck's focus is going to be some of those truly foundational challenges at the site level. Um, so again, another uh, another thing to tip your hats to and and commend you on from the site perspective. I want to switch gears a little bit here uh, and talk about the open letter. SCRS issued to our industry partners in regard to the attrition of experienced site staff. And Merck recently responded to that. and, And you mentioned it in one of your previous answers around hearing loud and clear the issues that sites are facing with our workforce. But can you share some of the highlights from Merck's response and what you're doing to address some of these challenges?
1: Yeah. And this is you know a true passion of mine, for sure. I mean, we recognize the talent gaps in clinical research and Um, over the years have built an entry-level program to to build the bench. Uh, We can't just keep hiring those with experience and and completing this sort of vicious cycle. Um, We have also an extensive internship program, but um, the Build the Bench program is really an entry-level program. program college to hire, no experience needed kind of thing where uh, we have a training program. We use a lot of the ACRP uh, materials to bring in entry-level clinical trial coordinator roles in our operations teams. And this we started this back in 2018, and it just continues to grow and has become a feeder pool. So, our primary source of recruiting is is not through our sites, which I know is one of the, the big pain points. We're also participating in the 110 program, which is Um, essentially cultivating clinical trial career opportunities in the Philadelphia area for non-degreed Black talent um, in the U.S. So we've um, hired over 20 folks and on the way up to 100 plus or so this year um, in our data management um, group. Um, I do want to highlight, too, we've joined forces, you know, with ACRP a few years ago. I know you guys do work with them as well. And we're a premier partner in the advancement of the clinical research workforce, which is really focused on growing and diversifying uh, the workforce, recognizing this talent gap, which was really, I would say, exacerbated uh, in the pandemic with the bolus of work to do. Um, you know, with this consortium, I did want to highlight, you know, we are sponsoring a few programs that we feel will directly help the site ecosystem. And, you know, we have a call to action with our other. Pharma colleagues, you know, to join us here. So, we are sponsoring um, two programs this year. One is the ACRP entry level program for high school students and community college students. Um, The other will be is on our clinical research coordinator training programs that ACRP has. To me, they're really one of the gold standards in in providing training, you know, in our profession. And they've spent a lot of work to build entry-level programs that we're going to take advantage of here. And essentially, we engaged high schools and community colleges across the U.S., focusing on communities that are serving underrepresented racial and ethnic populations. Um, and we reached out and said, you know, we wanna raise awareness of this great profession that we work in, uh, but we're also sponsoring and offering um, students to participate in an entry-level training program. And it's coupled with a mark mentor. I'm happy to say we have um, the first 50 students signed up and they'll be kicking off in just a, a few weeks and we'll do a, a second cohort uh, in the spring. And in parallel to this, the ACRP has a CRC core competency program. Um, So, we're sponsoring this and offering it to our sites um, that are serving minority communities predominantly, offering it to sites to use for their new staff or existing staff to help uh, grow and develop our site workforce. So, we have our first cohort of CRCs signed up across our sites it's 45 and it will be kicking off uh, in a few weeks as well this month so a lot of a lot of work kicking off this month and you know throughout 2023 we'll probably sponsor 200 to 300 students and crcs Uh, we have shared this with our you know other uh, sponsor colleagues and they we have a few that have expressed interest and you know are working through ACRP to also sponsor some programs. So helping to really be you know not only building the bench within company but also looking within communities and and seeing where we can raise awareness uh, and also provide some direct training opportunities um to, to help build our site workforce.
0: That's great Jennifer it, it we have been involved in those ACRP initiatives as well, uh, kind of uh, hand in hand in the need, the core need of raising awareness of clinical trials and clinical research as a viable career option um, and and advancing that workforce. And uh, it's great to hear again from you about the out-of-the-box and, and some of that differential thinking that Merck um, has kind of become known for and the reason, again, that you've received the Eagle Award this year. So thank you for sharing those exciting updates. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how those go and maybe uh, a topic for a future SCRS talks specifically into the learnings and outcomes of some of those um, initiatives. So thank you again for sharing those with us. Jennifer, as we conclude here, I'd like to end uh, on a message that you might have for the sites that are here listening with us.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jimmy. Um, And really, thank you to our sites uh, for the noble work that you do each day for patients, for families and caregivers. I want to say we are very supportive of the remote flexibilities that we've sort of learned from in the pandemic. But I also want to just encourage you to um, ensure you have time with your CRAs and making sure they can come back to, to visit you on site. We really value, hopefully you've heard through this podcast, the strong personal relationships our CRAs have uh, with you and your teams. And, I, you know, I've certainly seen this firsthand in, in my visits as well. Um, so encourage you to you know reach out to your CRAs and and make sure that the the dialogue stays open you know as mentioned before this relationship uh, with you and industry is a foundational part of clinical research success um, this can't be successful without you and we want to make sure you have all that you need uh, to be successful so keep the dialogue open including your ideas. We don't have all the answers. So, if there's something we can help you with, just ask. Uh, We don't know the specific challenges and needs of every site, but certainly appreciate they can be very different, you know, from site to site, within country, across countries. And we're really here to serve you, to partner, and to help as, as much as we can. We value sites and your enormous contributions, especially in the very challenging times we've been faced over the years. So, Keep the dialogue open and and look forward to to hearing more from you uh, in
0: 2023. Jennifer, there isn't much more to say. I think that's a great place to end on and a great message for us to conclude this discussion. Uh, So thank you for being here. Congratulations again to Merck for winning the 2022 Eagle Award and uh, look forward to seeing some of these exciting programs and initiatives come to fruition over the next year.
1: Us too. Thank you, Jimmy.
0: For everyone listening, we want to encourage you to make sure to register for upcoming summits being held throughout the year by visiting our summit page. Our Oncology and Diversity Summits will be taking place March 30th through April 1st down in Austin, Texas. While you're on our website, please also check out other SCRS publications designed for our community in the publication section of that website, myscrs.org. I appreciate everyone's participation in today's program, and we look forward to having you join us for more great content in the future. Thanks for listening.